We're recording today on the lands of the Jagera people and we acknowledge the traditional elders here, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Beyond the Rona. I'm Andrea, I'm a former registered nurse and midwife and a community advocate. Hi, and I'm Tim. I'm a small business owner and digital marketer. Well, today we've come to the end of season one. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a celebration for us that we've, um, we've made a few episodes, which is, we have yeah. episode 12. Yeah. 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 We're pretty, um, pretty creative there. We've done something, done something <laughs> in the world. We've left a mark, left. A, yeah. Yeah. Left, left the mark on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on YouTube. Yeah, look at us go, hey? Yeah. I started off not knowing how to use this microphone and now look, you know. But basically experts now, microphone experts. I know, I know. And look, at first I was like, <coughs> I was having to, excuse me, I was having to read everything on, on the screen and now I only read like, you know, little bits. So look, I'm getting better. And I remember your name at the end. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's always a bonus. I know, Tim. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you know, most of the time we dress alike. So, you know, there's things that are happening here. We're actually we're actually becoming mm. something, you know, which we are, yeah, we are. I think we should we should definitely keep this going. Um, there's a few people that we've spoken to recently, you know, over the past, whatever, um, couple of months that, um, Mm. it's been really interesting conversations, hasn't it? Of, of how to build back better now that we're moving through this virus period. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, we've covered quite a few topics, um, in the last five, because the last time I, I guess we did one of these recap episodes, um, was after the first five. And so now we're kind of looking at now the last five episodes, but yeah, they've been really great. And there's been some, um, continuing themes that have gone across a few of them. And, you know, we're, I guess, trying to think more about how we structure these episodes and yeah, especially as well for season two, how, how they're structured so that, yeah, we can kind of continue some of the, the, the really big themes in group and get, different perspectives from people. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, since we last caught up, we've had, um, Asher and Rosie on. So I think, um, for everybody's sake, like Asher was a, well, she is a psychology student. I think I remember. Yeah. Psychology student and, um, and a community advocate. And she's actually a candidate in this upcoming federal election too. Um, and hearing her perspective on mental health, um, and how, you know, how Mm. COVID has affected young people, especially that's been, cause she's actually a young person herself. Um, that was really interesting. And then Rosie, a young non-binary person, you know, to hear, um, their perspective, that was really interesting and how, how young people have been affected in, um, you know, through this pandemic period and how, you know, it's, um, they, they sort of suggested, you know, housing was an issue. Um, TAFE and uni was an issue. Um, you know, those sorts of things that, um, yeah, they were really, 
it was an interesting discussion, wasn't it? It was. It was the voice of our youth, yeah. and I think, yeah, uh, the, the they don't the you know young people just generally don't get a platform enough. I just think in just everyday media, so it's really important to to hear their experiences, especially um, you know Ash is studying right now uh, in in university, uh, and Rosie is a uh, a very recent grad. And so I think, you know, a year 12 grad. And so I think all of these cohorts of year 12s from 2020 and 2021, are a generation that is experiencing that part of their life really differently to everyone else. Yeah. Um, and it's there, there's ramifications there, uh, I think for their pathways. Yeah. And there are unfortunately like some industries that are, and, and path career pathways that will actually benefit from you know the changes that have happened in the workforce and then there are others that will be disadvantaged yeah and i i think that that just complicates things for you know a, a, an age group that already finds it hard as it is yeah and i think um but hearing it firsthand yeah too. and i think young people really <clears throat> sorry i think young people really feel that that weight that pressure you know of um not only rebuilding back but uh, of the last sort of 20 years of of poor government policy, really, of setting themselves up for the future. Um, you know, they really yeah. feel that they've been left behind um, and, you know, and they're trying to figure yeah. out, you know, what kind of future do they have um, post-pandemic, but what kind of future did they have anyway? They're very uncertain, aren't they? So they've got that that anxiety that was there in the first place, but then the anxiety of, That's right. of COVID has kind of compounded on, on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the point you mentioned about housing, which they both touched on, uh, I think what's really interesting with housing is uh, all governments, uh, at, you know, by any colour and stripe, all identify the issue in the housing market and how very, very hard it is for first home owners and young people to get into that market just because of what's happened over the decades. Uh, and so they acknowledge it and just go, hmm, yes, it's very hard, very hard, very hard. And nothing seems to be done, you know, around actually addressing it. And the things that they do to address it actually a lot of the times have a negative impact on on the situation and make housing actually even more unaffordable. Um, and the one thing that's that um, Ashley touched on really briefly that we'll drop a, a link to this in the show notes is actually um, if you have a look at the Greens website and click on housing, the plan that's there around um, increasing the stock of uh, um, housing uh, commission, like housing commission mm -hmm. um, stock for those people that actually need housing. Um, and then the plan to address unaffordability for young people, for, for first homeowners and actually capping the price All right. um, of government, of government um, housing that, that essentially you can kind of like rent to earn. And then there's another set aside for actually creating affordable rentals. And it's actually, when you look at it, and even if you were to, you know, remove the kind of like political party from it, if you just look at it as a plan, it's a really good plan. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll sh drop the, the link in the notes because I think um, it's the first time that in my experience where I've seen a housing plan that you look and go, this is really right. good. This would actually address housing affordability for young people. So, yeah, no, that that yeah. is good. It's, it's an interesting um, 
you know, maybe it's another episode that we could really look into. Yeah. Yes. I think it, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Mm. Yeah, that is good. And actually education is another big one. You know, we touched on that already about, um, you know, the fact that it, you know, not only is difficult for them to afford housing, um, uh, but it's also difficult for them to start their lives having these huge um, university hex debts, you know, when um, for previous generations, they didn't, um, they didn't have the huge housing or mortgage debts, um, the huge living costs that previous generations did, you know. And so one exactly. of the ways that we could reduce that burden on them is perhaps um, providing free um, TAFE or free uh, university, perhaps for their first degree. Um, these are ideas that are going yeah. around to try to make things a little bit easier for um, for young people. Yeah. So we actually had Nick Robertson, was that his name? Yeah? Nick yeah. Robertson, yeah. He was on as well, wasn't he, and telling us kind of um, a yeah. little bit of a perspective about teaching and um, coming through uh, the pandemic from his perspective, um, uh, it was interesting, wasn't it? To hear what it was like doing, um, schooling from home on the, you know, during the pandemic and using devices and what it was like for kids who didn't have access to the internet. And, you know, that was, that was interesting hearing his perspective. Hey. It was, and, and I, I really liked how, yeah, we heard from those that were actually going through that and experiencing, you know, um, from, from Rosie who had kind of actually lived through that as a student. And then on the flip side, as a teacher for Nick, now what, what that was like for him, um, as a teacher and having to restructure yeah. and everything. Um, and yeah, I guess, you know, the pandemic actually accelerated technology take up in a lot of schools, but then as well, yeah, how do we actually address the fact that technology is actually expensive mm. and we say, oh, you know, technology is the answer, but it's like, you know, for, for families doing it tough, buying a, a, a laptop, yeah. buying an, an iPad is expensive. Yeah. Uh, and they're just like, all right, well, this is how learning works now. It's on the laptop. Um, and so that there, there's already barriers. There were already barriers and now we've got more barriers. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose one of the biggest barriers that we have to our democracy at this point is um, the level of corruption and corporate um, greed and, you know, these corporate donations that are happening to, um, to like, disempower the people, which we kind of touched on when we talked to Ben Pennings. Um, that was a really good discussion, wasn't it? Like to hear about yeah, what's yeah, happened with him and, um, and just really have a think about the fact that we, we were all under the impression, I think maybe when we were kids, we were all under the impression that the government is there for us, kind of like Santa Claus, you know, I use that analogy a bit that, um, oh, the government is there for us and, you know, they'll do everything that we ask for because, you know, um, well, I don't know, they're supposed to. Like they will all do the right thing, won't they? Um, but actually it's not like that in reality. You know, we have large corporate powerful people who will donate to these political parties and get them to do what they want, which isn't particularly what you voted for. Um, and that's, 
it's interesting to be slapped with reality like that, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And it's actually re like, it's actually really, um, it's a mix of emotions. It's you feel, I feel like really sad that our system has become like this and has, and is really powered by money. That's yes. like government is literally beholden to the millions of dollars that, you know, gets donated by corporations, especially in these, these, uh, industries like the fossil fuel industry and whatnot. But, um, it's sad. It's also, it's, it's it makes me really, um, you know, angry and upset that it, the system has been turned this way and kind of captured by the corporations. So I think, um, you know, when you look around the world, you can certainly see that there's other countries that struggle with corruption. It's like everywhere. But, um, the thing is that, um, some of the, what Ben was talking about was that we can, you can take back that, that power, you know, we, we can make movements in the positive direction that can start to pull money out of the decision-making because decision-making really needs to, to be for us. Yeah. People. And so, um, tell us, Tim, how do we take back our power? <laughs> What did, what did Ben say again? <laughs> Q, Q episode nine. <laughs> Whatever he said. <laughs> Don't you have all the answers, oh, Tim? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, listen to episode um, nine. <laughs> I, I'm sure no, we, yeah, we band just... together, don't we? we? We we have a collective voice. You told me that once. I believed in you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, there's, there's, a, there's, um, there's a, a new breed, I think of, of candidate now that isn't, that isn't, um, yeah, affected by that, that system because they just actually don't take donations. Like the actual, um, solution is actually very simple. Don't take political donations, but in reality, it's, it's quite hard for the political class to, to make that change. But, there are new candidates coming through and I think, um, finding those, uh, in your, wherever you're listening from, like in your local community, um, that's step one. I, I really think yeah. COVID has, um, made a lot of people wake up. I really, I mean, you hear that all the time, you know, but, uh, wake up sheeple, you know, you do, <laughs> you see that written a lot, but I do think COVID has made a lot of people wake up, you know, and, and realize that, um, you know, um, especially with this, like, you know, vaccination debate, et cetera, et cetera, that people have mm. sort of suddenly realized that, um, they actually need to take notice of what's going on around them and, and maybe suddenly realize that politics does affect a lot of areas of their lives that maybe they didn't realize before, you know, that, um, yes, that maybe, um, maybe medical decisions do need to have their consent. You know, maybe they do need to start thinking about whether or not they want to, um, to consent to certain things or, or not consent to certain things. You know, maybe they do need to start thinking about these things, you know, and, and actually not be so passive in their lives and, and actually, you know, take a little bit more. I want to say control, but I don't think it's control that I'm thinking of. I think it's more like decision-making ability. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. 
No, I agree with you. I think that, um, you know, we, we really, if, if you're not satisfied with the system, then kind of like do something about it. And I think it broadly, it's a, it's a very kind of like Australian response to think about politics and go, Oh, bloody politics. You know, we're we're all kind of like sick of, yes. And, and what I've been learning recently is that that switch off behavior is by design, you know, that that the system wants you to, to, to switch off Mm. from it, um, so that it can do its thing. Uh, and I think, yeah, the more that we don't switch off and realize that actually, you know, when we consolidate our efforts and, and, and organize our efforts together, we can actually, we can actually change things. So, um, it, that, yeah, that's a theme that comes through, uh, quite a lot. And, and certainly, yeah, we heard, um, that a lot in what Ben was talking about and also his, his personal fight against, you know, big corporation. Like a dining, like a yeah. Dining. Yeah. Um, so having said that and trying to, you know, think of plans to move forward, then we, we had a chat to Claire Garten, who's, um, she does yeah. represent the trans community as well. And proudly so, which I think is great to have, you know, these, um, representatives of minority groups come on the show. I'm really, I'm proud to actually, you know, to have yeah. these representatives on, um, that we're not only yeah. showing, um, on our show, different community members who are community advocates out there, but also getting minority groups to actually have a voice. I'm, I'm loving that about you know, our, our platform. Um, but Claire had some, you know, some great information for, um, infrastructure and, um, you know, and, and the pros and cons of inland rail, um, which is a a massive one for, I think this federal election, people are going to be having that one front of mind. Um, yeah. And other things like, you know, talking about the Olympics and what that means for our local people, because mm. of course that's for, what was, was it 2023? I don't really follow the Olympics, but. 32. Oh, okay. Right. Whatever. I'll probably miss it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to tune nah. in. You might have just click past a go. No, nah. <laughs> nah, I don't watch any of it. <laughs> But good luck to them. Opening and closing. No, I don't even watch that. No, sorry. No, good luck to them. Ah. Yeah. No. Yeah. um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No. uh, Good. I do. um, Good luck to the sporting people. But (laughs) yes. Yes. Um, But no, you'll have to um, carry the sporty conversations. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's your job. (laughs) All right. Go sporty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sports. Yes, sports. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then we had Max Hooper. Um, that was a great yeah. one. Yeah, and I, I really yeah. liked his idea of having, um, you know, all three levels of government come together to really work together and yeah. solve some of these problems as we go through um, COVID because this is true, you know, and to really have like a long-term vision because I think, for the past 20 years that I've known of, I mean, this has probably gone on forever, Mm. but they seem to just make plans that are just until the next election. And then they dump money into the electorates that are, um, you know, the marginal seats, you know, where they need to get votes there to actually win that seat. Um, which 
some people might call um, rotting the system and other people call, um, you know, that's an intelligent way to win that seat. Um, and, you know, the people yeah. who live there are, are celebrating because they get what they need to live a good life. Um, but everybody else around says, well, that's not fair. The money should be distributed evenly because we all need things. Um, so it's, yeah. yeah, it's a really interesting thing to think about of how does money get distributed evenly so that everybody has what they need to live a good life, you know? And it's, um, and I do think, I, I agree with him. I think all three levels of government should be working together. Um, the, uh, um, the council, the state and the federal. Um, and as well as that, I think it is definitely one of the problems that we have that people who don't understand politics do get mixed up between what and who they're voting for at each election. Um, exactly. I think we've had way too long um, in our schooling system where we haven't actually taught people about politics. Um, mm. And so yeah. when they come to an election, um, I think people tend, and, and this isn't just me. I mean, I, people tend to vote for who their family has voted for, um, and you know, who they've always voted for. And, you know, I don't think they're really thinking about the issues that are happening in their community and whether that's a council issue, a state issue or a federal issue, you know, so mm -hmm. your council issues might be your local footpaths, um, your state issue might be your hospitals and schools and your federal issue might be, um, you know, inland rail as it comes up and crosses the border. But once it crosses the border into Queensland, then it becomes a state issue, you know? Um, and yes. so when we're coming up to this federal election, people might be talking about Anastasia Palaget or they might be talking about, you know, our state um, MPs, but they're not quite getting it that we're voting in a federal election, you know, and there's no education yeah. out there for people who don't understand politics. And I think that they're, they're kind That's of right. doing that on purpose. Um, yes, it's not by design. Yeah, I, I think it is, uh, you know, way, way, way back. We talked to, uh, Oh, what was his name? Um, Oh, the young fella. Oh God. It's... Shit. What was his name? Um, Drew. The young fella. Drew. We, t we talked oh, to Drew. Drew. Yes. Way back. Yeah. And, um, and he was saying yes, that, um, politics has kind of kept out of the hands of the grassroots people, you know, that it's, it's kind of made elite, um, you know, so that people really don't understand what they're doing. And it, it's, made that way on purpose mm -hmm. um, so that, mm. you know, they really don't know who to vote for. They just kind of vote for the same people each time. Um, and I yeah. think it, there needs to be a little bit more transparency around what's going on, who who donates to who, um, you know, who's meeting who for how much money because these cash for access yes. meetings are happening. Um, how yes. much money exactly does the fossil fuel um, corporations donate to which parties, exactly. um, how much influence does Gina Reinhart really have on everything that goes on around here? I mean, why was she at the Olympics, mm. um, 
committee meeting? What does Gina Reinhardt have to do with it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I really think we should have a lot more transparency about what goes on with politics and they really need to bring it down to a level that the regular everyday person can understand. Um, and I think that's yeah. what's made a lot of the anger with not understanding how vaccines work as well. Um, because we've had yes. a lot of misinformation out there about vaccines and why should we have um, two vaccines and then a booster and, um, you know, the vaccines don't work because you've got to have a booster. I mean, there's all of this misinformation out there. I mean, that all stems mm-hmm. from mistrust as well, from not being transparent, not having really good messaging out there. I mean, yeah, there's a lot they could improve on. They're not treating the, the public as sort of their partners in creating a great Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think as well, um, that point that Max touched on of having our MPs actually be like really honest. And so not it's not the typical kind of buck passing and, you know, blaming and all this kind of stuff that we normally see, but actually having our MPs tell us this is the situation. Um, and when we get glimpses of that, and so he, he kind of referenced, um, you know, he referenced Duncan, when we, when you have glimpses of that in your MPs, then that can help build trust. And I think that over the years, there's been moments of that. When you think of certain politicians that have been, had that have like leveled with the, yes, the, you know, people. Yes. And I think, that, so, you know, we've seen the ability for, for our political class to do that. It's just, unfortunately, it's very rare. And, ones who show emotion um, and yeah. empathy and ones who cry, you know, not that you want all your politicians mm. to cry. I mean, there, there are certain ones <laughs> no. that I want to cry. But, <laughs> yes. Yes. but you know, you, you want them to actually have some feelings. Like That's it. That's it. Yeah. And um, actually, the what both Max and Claire as well touched on was this idea of community. And so thinking of like local government, but community organizations or community movements, and Claire is such a champion in that, in her, in her community around um, mobilizing and just, yeah, bringing people together to talk about and try to problem solve, kind of like what we're doing on a podcast, but doing it in real yeah. life. Um, and, and Max was, um, as well talking about how like government is, um, us, it is the people. And I, I had never kind of just thought about it in that exact way is that government is us. We are like the, the people are represented. That is what it's meant to be because it's not these days, but it, yeah. And that idea of kind of like taking the, the, the driver's seat or getting behind the wheel. Like, yeah, I, I, I like that. Yes. Yes. It's, it's like not looking to, um, is the word a deity deity? Is that the word? Like not Mm. looking to, to worship these people as if they're above us, you know, these people are our elected representatives. Like we have asked them to go to this parliament building and take our concerns to these other people who've been elected from each of our electorates go to this parliament building and tell them what we want, you know, 
Um, yeah. Not yeah. to be this like almighty, all powerful person that we're never allowed to speak to unless we pay $5,500. Like, yes, that's, I like how you included the GST. In yeah. That. that is just absurd. <laughs> absurd. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, and yeah, the, the fact that it has just corroded over time, the system's corroded and allowed money and, and other things to influence decision-making is yeah, real shame. But I think, yeah, we, we've, we know now, um, about it and it's out there in the open. There's nothing to hide anymore. You know, you can't hide this kind of thing. And, and the good, the really good thing is that there is transparency. You know, you can look up and this is another link that we can drop in the show notes. You can literally look up every political donation that's being made by corporations. Like it is trans it's completely open and you can see the money transferring. Right. Um, and like what Ben said, you can see the money transferring from Adani to one nation. And then suddenly one nation changes their policy. Yeah. Like you can literally follow the money. Through. Right. And I think that, that that's the power that we have as to, as people, as we can see all this happening. Right. So moving on from here, um, now yeah. this is, about to be um, published. This episode is going to be published. You, you said like the end of February. So um, we're mm, like, we're like in a little time yeah. machine at the moment. Like, and we are. so let's pretend we're at the end of February. Okay. So it's possible that an election is going to be called a federal election. So mm -hmm. um, we're probably going to be moving into like getting really um, active and passionate right now. You know, about yes, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start getting really even more than more we... than before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, even more than yes. before. All right. Okay. I'm gonna get <laughs> full on passionate. Season two, watch out. Watch. Yes, it's the season of it passion. is the okay. passion season. Yes, yes. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm gonna bring on. Um, well, you're gonna bring him on because you're friends with him more so than me. Um, but you're going to bring on this guy who's going to talk to us about, um, how we can improve Medicare. Um, and, um, and one of the things that I think will be really good for the people of Logan is bringing dental into Medicare. This is something I'm, I really believe could, could help our people in terms of health. Um, yeah. and, uh, what else could we do? We can talk about digital health, um, moving yes. into the future. Um, yeah, huge area and really yeah. have a look at more minority groups, I think, and, and break that down even further, um, and get those voices heard moving into season two, as yeah. we, um, raise our voices in time for the election. It's a, yeah, it's going to be a prime, prime time. And I think, um, yeah, this is going to be a great season two is going to be great. I think we'll, we'll touch on the, the really big issues, you know, um, digital, um, tech health. Um, yeah. And then the, those, I think, yeah, like what we've done in season one, amplifying those voices in the community that, that wouldn't, um, that we don't hear from enough. I think that's the thing is that we just don't hear from no. them enough and we need, we need better representation. Yes. And, um, there is, there are other, um, political podcasts around, um, if, people wanted to, you know, if they're addicted now to politics and they want to move on from our basic podcast, 
<laughs> and they want to move on. So they graduated. They've graduated okay. now from, from our podcast and they want to go to more um, political stuff. So, you know, definitely, um, you know, there's a few that you would recommend. What were they? Tim? Yeah, there's, a new, um, there's the podcast from um, Tom Ballard uh, and Emerald Moon um, called Serious Danger, which is great. Um, yeah, I would recommend that. Because they have a few calls um, to action, a... don't they, where you can email your MP and all this sort of stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, yeah, that's a, that's a great great one to check out. What, what about oh, you? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think ours is the best. <laughs> might might be a biased opinion but yeah stick with us (laughs) (laughs) alrighty well um, that's our time so great talking to you today Tim you better get back to work pleasure capitalism means get back to work (laughs) swap swap hours for dollars that's right let's do it okay good to talk to you We'll see you um, getting ready for the election for season two. See you at season okay. two. Um, you've been listening to Beyond the Rona. Captioned audio is available on our YouTube channel. Or you can visit beyondtherona.com to catch previous episodes or to keep in touch. We'll catch you later. Bye.